Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Everyone's off to have fun and to help others have fun. Fun size. Fun size. Fun size. Yeah. I call it fun. Hi, and welcome to Bob and Sherry Fun Size. Serve a little nugget of Bob and Sherry's show. Country music superstar Jimmy Wayne has been a frequent guest on our show for many years. But for Christmas this year, I thought we'd pass along Jimmy Wayne's story of when he was an actual prison guard at Christmas time. We are so excited to welcome back to the show one of our very, very most favoritest people, country music superstar, best-selling author, humanitarian, and sexiest man alive, Jimmy Wayne. <laughs> welcome to the show, Jimmy. How you doing? Hey, Jimmy. Thank you all so much for having me. Yeah, always a pleasure to have you we, on. We wanted to talk to you. You just had the coolest honor of being the Grand Marshal of your hometown Christmas parade. But before we get to that, something a lot of people don't know about you is that you, um, before you became all of the things I just mentioned, you actually worked as a guard in a corrections facility. I sure did. I worked in a state prison four years before I moved to Nashville. And... Um, <clears throat> I uh, I remember something very uh, special, if you will, uh, that happened in prison on Christmas Eve. Um, a fellow uh, uh, employee was scheduled to work Christmas Eve, and he's an older gentleman. He was actually a granddad. Mm-hmm. And um, I had Christmas Eve off. Well, I didn't have a family. I didn't have you know wife and kids and really didn't have anyone to wake up to Christmas morning. And I thought, Maybe I'll volunteer to work for him, and I just made this up. I just like, man, I'll just, I'll just do it for you. And um, I work for for him, and maybe somewhere down the road when I need an extra day in Nashville because I was making trips back and forth to Nashville trying to make it in the business. Maybe he'll work one of those days for me. Yeah. So it was a it was an even trade, I thought, and and he and of course he he was just so happy. He said, Yeah, thank yeah. you so much for that, man. I I get to be with my I can. Stay home on Christmas Eve and wake up on time and be with my family and grandkids and open presents. That's great. Well, I didn't expect anything out of that. I went to work that that night. It was a third shift uh, spot, and then I, I showed up at the prison. And typically, normally, a prison is relatively loud. Uh, convicts are walking around. They're playing cards. They're watching TV. They're doing push-ups. They're you know they're just doing what you do in prison. Mm-hmm. Well, on Christmas Eve. It is very, very quiet. Really? It, it yes, it's shut down almost. No one's moving around. No one's watching TV, and it's because they want to be home with their families, and they're yeah. so depressed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. So they spend time mopping the floors, and they'll spend more time mopping floors than they usually do. I mean, everything is spotless in a prison on Christmas Eve. I mean, they huh. they try to burn up the time by keeping busy. Yeah, yeah, keep their mind off their family, or whatever. Right. So I, I check in, I clock in, and the sergeant on duty. We do a shift briefing. He says it's Christmas Eve. It's a very dangerous time of year. Uh, stay vigilant. Keep your eyes open, your ears open. And uh, of course, I had 
A dorm, A block. And A block was where the death row convicts were. Mm. Had been commuted to life, and uh, of course they moved, moved on down. Well, I had A block and B block, and I'm standing, you know, I'm walking up and down this really shiny corridor, and around 11 o'clock, the lights go out, so you have to go up to this breaker box, turn the lights off, and it does make that noise like you would think, uh, sounds like in a prison, like, yeah, yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah. And and as soon as those lights go off, then the night lights come on, and they have a humming sound, like a, a light does, a street light outside. So I'm, I walk down, it's about 12 o'clock at night, and I walk down to the middle of this corridor, and I'm standing there, and it's shaped like an X. So I'm standing in the middle of the X. I'm looking down A dorm, B dorm, and C and D dorm. About, I don't know, 1230, I heard, <clears throat> excuse me, I heard this humming. And I thought, man, I, I wonder if one of those nightlights is going to go out. But I, I continue to stand there. And then I heard, and I and I realized that's someone singing, someone's humming. And the sergeant walked out of his office because it was echoing down the prison hallway. And obviously, he could hear it from his office. And this voice was so big and 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 strong, and it was kind of like an old. You know, black gospel voice, like a James Cleveland sounding right. gospel singer, one of those old school guys. Right. And I realized it was coming from a dorm where the death row uh, lifers and those guys were. And I walked over closer and I, I saw this convict laying in his bunk. He was a big fella. And he said, Holy I mean, just gargling in his voice. And then I just stood there. The sergeant walked down. He says, you know, all you could hear was those big keys on his ring, uh, key ring. And he said, don't say anything. Don't stop it. And so we stood there and we listened to this. And all is gone. And he just sang this loud rendition of Holy Night from the cell. And I looked around and I saw grown men in their beds, in their bunks, crying. Mm. And some of them pulled the sheet over their head and they just wept. Mm. And, and when he got to the last part, he, he just sang it. He burst, he, he just belted out this sleep in heavenly feet. And I mean, just, it rumbled throughout the entire prison. And it just, it was so beautiful and loud and just, it was just anointed. And, and it was like, I felt like I walked into that situation not expecting a gift, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. But I got probably one of the greatest gifts that Christmas I just bet. by experiencing that man singing. And uh, when I felt like I'm a spiritual person, I felt like it was the Holy Spirit. I felt like I received that that night. And that's what God gave me in return of letting that man what a be gr- home with his family, Jimmy. What a great story! And it, there wasn't there wasn't any hooting or hollering. They gave him center stage. It was quiet as a. It was a quiet before a riot. Yep, and, and that's no joke. Yep, and no one applauded. He he hit that last note, 
sleep in heaven. I mean, I can't, I can't even do it justice. This that is such. Wow. That is one of the prettiest, most beautiful stories around this time of the year and, I've ever heard. And I bet that you think of that every single Christmas. Thank you so much for listening to Bob and Sherry Fun Size. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review with all of our podcasts. And thank you very, very much from all of us here at the Bob and Sherry Show for listening to our podcasts, to listening to our live show, and all that you do for us as listeners. Thank you very much and have a happy new year. No, really. <laughs>